0: Welcome to Cool Girls Look at Explosions. I'm Kelly. And hi, I'm Megan. And this is a podcast where we talk all about action movies. And this is our premiere episode. Woo woo. What? Meg, what are we talking about?
1: So we are going to discuss Die Hard. Um, I had never seen the movie before. I believe Kelly has. How many times have you seen it, actually?
0: I think maybe like four-ish.
1: Okay, I'm that's a, big a good fan amount. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of hype behind this movie. Um, I had real high expectations and I feel like
0: they were met,
1: you know? It that's, was pretty good.
0: I'm I'm really happy to hear you say that, and I have a really important question for you about this. Oh.
1: Is it is it a Christmas movie?
0: Yeah, we need to talk <laughs> about that right off the bat. I feel Immediately? like that's a question on everyone's minds.
1: Well, I think any Christmas movie is a Christmas movie if you try hard and believe in yourself. I
0: agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like it's whatever movie you want to watch over the holidays. You know, there's a lot of Christmas themes throughout this film. And I'm not going to tell anyone what their Christmas movie is. So if you feel it's a Christmas movie, watch it on Christmas. Um, I probably won't watch this every Christmas, but I watched it christmas adjacent this time
0: it is the holiday season yeah
1: yeah it was great i really enjoyed it
0: so i do have one christmas fact which is that the word christmas do you want to guess how many times they say it in this movie
1: oh gosh i feel like none do do they talk about christmas even
0: (laughs) (laughs) is it is it zero it takes place on christmas eve
1: i feel like that can't possibly be the most (laughs) important thing happening like there's all this shooting and people dying and they're like, wait, come on guys. You can't, you can't be shooting us up on Christmas. You need to remember
0: that it's Christmas. That is heavily talked about. They say Christmas 18 times in this movie.
1: Okay. That's definitely more than zero.
0: Yeah. It was a lot more than I expected. Honestly, when I looked that up, I was like, I don't remember them. I thought we wait were like five.
1: You didn't go back and count. I it? did not go
0: back and count every single You looked time. it up. I did look it up. I'm not a. I'm not a real one, unfortunately. Mm. I should have faked it instead. See, I did. we take
1: shortcuts on this podcast.
0: This is exactly how this podcast is going to be. <laughs> we have very little things of importance to say about the movie, and a lot to say about the unimportant things that happen in this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I would say that's pretty accurate. In going through and having never done a podcast, I thought, OK, I'm going to watch this film and take some notes and jot down the the important things. And I'll say that my first note um, is other than like die hard, is that the secret to surviving air travel is when you land that you must take off your shoes and socks and make fists with your toes. Yeah, Is this something you have ever done?
0: I haven't and I kind of forgot that that was like like a somewhat important plot point in this film. It's pretty important. Cuz that's why he ends up being barefoot through yeah. like the whole movie. And mm-hmm. I've never tried that and honestly now all I'm thinking about is how I cannot wait to fly again so I can try this trick.
1: Oh, I I really think it's fake news and I'm never going to try this. There's no way that does anything other than like in a in a year full of avoiding germs. I really don't want to take my shoes off in an airport and just like squish my toes into the carpets. Are
0: you sure? You don't want to, you don't want little feeties on the airport carpets? <laughs> you don't want I know.
1: I, I know
0: you really with the hate little, feet. The little like pretzel crumbs and like the weird little debris from people's uh, snacks on the plane. I mean, if it
1: helps with jet lag, although I have done zero traveling this year and have none in sight. Um, I really don't think that this would be very helpful and I'm curious to know how many people went and tried that after this movie. Um, But okay so again I don't think that this is real but do you have any weird life hacks um, that you want to discuss?
0: So I mean for flying specifically one of my all-time favorites is I always, like, immediately turn on every air valve around hmm. me when I get on the mm-hmm. plane because I'm, like, I need as much airflow as I can possibly get. Um, Pre-COVID flying as well, I used to, like, wipe down the seats with, like, oh. Lysol just because people were disgusting.
1: Oh, and... see, I've never once done that. Probably because I, a person, am disgusting.
0: <laughs> Do you have any good uh, life hacks?
1: Um, I think I have one good one, but it has nothing to do with a plane. It's for hiccups. I think you should drink some water and then put your head upside down between your legs. And then that's when you swallow the water and just hold your breath kind of while you do it. Flawless hack for hiccups. I think, Um, uh,
0: I think actually on a plane, that's what you're supposed to do if you're like uh, May mayday going down too. So it's maybe like a double duty hack. (laughs)
1: Your plane is crashing and you have hiccups. Yeah. We we have the hack for you. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say as far as like uh, advice to take away from this podcast, this is a bad one. And I think uh, it's probably the biggest mistake of Bruce's life is deciding yeah. to follow through with this hack.
0: So I also have not seen Die Hard 2 or I feel like there's like five Die Hards. I have only seen the first one. So I'm curious as well if in the second movie... And all subsequent films is Bruce Willis just not wearing shoes again? Like, is this like a shtick he has?
1: Oh, okay. So I also didn't know that there were there are five because when we watched it on Prime last night, a whole bunch of other ones popped up. I thought that this was a standalone film and was shocked that there were so many, and I had really never heard of it. And um, I think it would be the the opposite where he has this weird syndrome where he never takes off his shoes. He's not mm. a never nude, but. He like is constantly wearing like in the house slippers with like a good sole. Um, always having like lace ups, like just very prepared for any situation.
0: Probably like socks and sandals too. I bet.
1: At the very least, at yeah. the very least, he's always like some prepared. some hefty socks.
0: He's always ready now, Bruce. Yeah,
1: I don't know how you would ever take your shoes off again.
0: <laughs> you just wouldn't. You have to keep them on
1: okay so after that my next important point is that he makes like some pretty big eyes at a flight attendant that i thought for sure was going to be a recurring character like i wrote in bold being like sexy flight attendant oh shit it's about to go down the mile.
0: we're going to the we're going to the mile high <laughs> club today i was
1: like this woman is significant we're definitely hearing from her again absolutely nothing
0: no <laughs> he's fully no. in love with his wife but they're kind of divorced
1: yeah so then we cut to a scene where we see his wife getting hit on by this dude i i forget his name but
0: ellis, ellis. okay he's for the his fucking name worst
1: yeah so for his name i wrote down coke guy yeah and as soon as i saw him i wrote coke die is deaf gonna die so you know movie intuition excellent at guessing plot was wrong about the flight attendant but pretty much redeemed myself now his pickup line And a way to entice her home was to let her know that he has a roaring fireplace. Would you uh, be enticed by a man letting you know that he has a roaring fireplace waiting for you at home?
0: See, I was unclear. I'm like, is this a euphemism or do you actually have a fireplace, Ellis? And I'm still not too clear. I imagine he was not very smart. So it probably was not a euphemism. And I imagine he literally does have a fireplace. I would never go home with this man at the age of 28 however at the age of 19 probably (laughs) if some guy was like I have a fireplace I'd be like all right like I'm down you probably have lots of money and yeah I mean especially
1: yeah I mean in university I don't think we knew anyone with a fireplace a roaring roaring fireplace fireplace. (laughs) is it currently running should we be concerned
0: god Alice
1: but yeah I think I think that's very enticing I think it's something that I would definitely be like okay tell me more about this fireplace are we cooking over it like what describe this ambiance but I guess going back to Bruce and his wife question mark not wife it's a pretty sweet burn to change your last name. Right? I love
0: that. I love I was that. like,
1: that's spicy.
0: Holly is the baddest bitch in town. Oh, I'm yeah. Kind of obsessed yeah. with her. I think she's my hero. She's pretty great. Um, yeah, she's absolutely crushing it in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. She's like VP or whatever. Like oh, she's just She's
1: got a Rolex, which yeah. um, R-I-P Rolex, but mm. next but, she'll get another uh, one. she's killing it. And also okay a police officer is an incredibly mobile job yeah in, in, in what world are you like okay my highly successful vp wife and family are moving and i need to stay in new york because i'm a cop and a there's new only new york cop there's only, the only crime place. in new Mar in new york <laughs> new and <market>. then <laughs> in new market and then he then proceeds to go and does like the most cop work his like peak of being a cop is done in this building I would assume and it's like okay does this not show you you can clearly be a cop other places like I don't know I feel like it's a really bad excuse
0: no terrible excuse his kids are also adorable so I'm like the fact that you were just like yeah goodbye Holly who is very hot also Mm. and you can take our cute kids and go be rich in LA like first of all the weather in LA is beautiful Mm -hmm. why would you not want to go to la i'm sure la cops spend a lot of time doing like traffic stuff because we all know the traffic in la is a big topic of conversation like it just seems absolutely silly that he would not go with his wife
1: yeah so just off the bat i'm not the biggest fan of him um just because i guess all the reasons we listed we actually um right before covid the last place uh kelly and i went on a trip was to la excellent place i can see there being a lot of crime there you know there's some sketchy areas you can get get your sweet cop vibe there yeah there's absolutely no reason this was ridiculous i would definitely change my last name and not at all be interested but alas okay we're gonna cut to these evil germans with sweet hair coming in and something (laughs) i wanted to point out is that this whole thing was so unnecessary. Like, okay, we learned that there's a whole floor that is completely empty with this vault. And they're like, no, no, we're gonna go in and shoot the first people that we see, because you know, that's not suspicious. Instead of just pretending that we're going to a Christmas party and immediately getting let in and then just going to that floor. And they very dramatically stop um some of the things in the building one of the dramatic scenes that we saw was them stopping the escalator and I just thought yeah I just thought that doesn't really stop you from using the escalator
0: an escalator is just mobile stairs and just yeah the regular stairs (laughs) yeah
1: I'm like you can still use these stairs um but you know good effort I like the dramatic effect and I don't think we're going to talk too much about like lighting and get into anything technical with the film but You know, to even make an escalator stopping look very dramatic. Like, the film does a good job.
0: Yeah, everything looks cool as hell. The bad Mm -hmm. guys in this movie, the villains, are on point. Like, Alan Rickman. Oh, they're great. Okay, Alan Rickman, tell me if I'm way off base here. I don't know what it is, but in this movie, he looks to me like Lin-Manuel Miranda and Benedict Cumberbatch, like, mixed together. I don't know if it's just his facial hair or something.
1: Ooh, I, in my notes, all I wrote was Snape with a bunch of exclamation marks. And then I was immediately team Snape. Oh yeah. Like, so we have Bruce, he shows up, doesn't even tell his wife if he's coming. He just shows up to her Christmas party. Um, his kids don't even know if he's coming. She's like, okay, I guess maybe make up the guest room in case he decides to show up. And then we have the fabulous Snape walking in wanting to steal an outrageous amount of money. And I'm like, all right, I'm here with you. This is a pretty good plan um, as far as finding someone to steal that much money from. Um, But how they go about it, I think could probably be better.
0: I think it could use some work. Their (laughs) plan was a little.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, I think it was a little convoluted. (laughs) They
1: kind of lost me (laughs) when they needed to get the FBI involved to turn off the power. I was like, okay, you've gone too far. And I guess I'll touch on this just really quickly. But they showed that one electrician um, who kept interjecting and saying, oh, no, it's really easy for me to turn off this power while the higher ups were arguing and saying, no, it can't be done. And then the FBI is like, oh, you must. And they go back and forth. It's like, why not just rope this guy in, throw him like a hundred bucks and say, hey, bro, can you turn off the power or just like accidentally turn it off for a few hours at this time of this day? Let's be sly about this and not need the FBI to come in to turn off the power to
0: a building, which really doesn't seem necessary. And like, what if that didn't happen? Like, there's just so they seem to leave a lot of things to kind of like chance, Mm -hmm. which I feel like is not great. Alan Rickman, this is his first movie, like American film. So this is the first movie that he did where he was not speaking with like his regular British accent, which I think is kind of cool. And I think he does a really great job.
1: Yeah, he he does do a really good job. I thought he was fantastic, just all across the board. Um, I haven't seen that many movies with him in it. And it actually, one of my big takeaways from this was, I need to watch more Alan Rickman movies.
0: Yeah. Um, He also has one moment that was just like a full, like, this is the vibe, where everyone, he has all the hostages and he's like talking to the hostages and he's straight up just sitting like leaning on the table where all the food is and he just has like a piece of cake and he's fully just eating a slice of cake and I was like fuck yeah you crash a Christmas party even if you're a terrorist like you better be stealing some goddamn holiday cake like that is 100% necessary
1: yeah and again I feel like they could have just walked into the party like no one would have known like they're walking onto a yacht perhaps so the, the baddies, are German friends, they go and they decide to cut the wires in the building. And I didn't quite know what he was doing, but there was the one guy, maybe we should be better with names, I'm not sure. But there was the one guy cutting the wires really dramatically, yes. and then a different German just comes with a chainsaw and cuts the top of all of it off. And the guy still keeps cutting the wires. And I thought, well, wasn't the chainsaw enough? Didn't that? accomplish what we needed
0: i guess was not. it separate i'm not a terrorist so and i'm not very good with <laughs> electronics so i just imagine that these germans know more than i do i guess some oh, of them are yeah. also italian also why are they german it's so random to me that they're german i kept thinking about this i was like the the fact that they're german does not come up ever again like it's just yeah. like they're just german hans gruba that's it that's all you need to know and it's like <laughs> and And are they terrorists or were they just
1: saying that to get the plane or to get the helicopter to come pick them up? I don't think they're actually terrorists. I guess they're
0: more just like robbers.
1: Yeah, they're just robbers who I think should have taken the sly approach of going to the empty floor. So we go to, they need a code to get um, all this money, which are just bonds that are stored in a vault in this building. And they immediately jump to the threat of tell us the code or you're going to die. And I think that if you really want this code and you need his help, the immediate option of death shouldn't be your go-to. It's like, okay, we're going to torture you to get the information out and you're going to wish you were dead. But instead they just immediately kill him. And then it's like, okay, that didn't work. So we're just going to drill, which I thought, okay, if you really didn't need him and you very quickly decided we're going to kill him, Why not just sneak to that floor? Because you were able to get a whole drill up there. Yeah, they through a lot of
0: equipment (laughs) in a very
1: short period of time. Yeah. So I just feel like they should have started drilling and tried to create a distraction or just gone at night when the Christmas party's over. Yeah, it was literally,
0: this, this takes place on Christmas Eve. So wouldn't this building be empty on Christmas Day?
1: Yeah, they probably should have just gone the next day, drilled through, paid off, um, the electrician to turn off the power to get through the last bit. And, yeah, walked away with all the money. Just, like, walked out of the building. Yeah. This, but I guess, I guess we're, we're, like, we're, expert we're experts. Heisman.
0: <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. I've never
0: <laughs> stolen bonds from a building before. But your plan does seem to make a lot more sense. Like, it just seems a little extra what Hans is doing. And I, I agree. I feel like I didn't like that he was just so aggressive like mm-hmm. it's like Hans wine and dine this guy a little bit like invite him back to see your roaring fireplace and maybe he will Ooh. give you the code you know what oh. I mean maybe just give him a few like just ask for a few of the bonds
1: you don't need what was it 600 million yeah you just need a few just like
0: a couple hundred yeah or something. just a couple hundred and
1: so this part I quite liked where Bruce is like one arm crawling across under the table.
0: Oh yeah. And he,
1: yes, very skillful. I don't know if I could do that. And he kind of sees what's happening. And that's when we see that he retreats up to this construction floor, this random floor where he is kind of his home base. He continuously goes back up there. He runs around, he talks to himself a lot and he decides, okay, I'm a New York cop. I'm going to take care of business and get rid of these Germans. Um, And this whole action sequence takes place. Now, he does kill one of um, the Germans by throwing him down the stairs.
0: Yes, very dramatic.
1: Very dramatic. And I didn't think that you could really die from falling down the stairs. It just seemed pretty unrealistic. Um, Having watched The Staircase, it also seemed unrealistic there. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) I will. That's
0: another podcast.
1: That's another podcast. I just want to let our viewers know, or listeners <laughs> where know. Where we
0: stand on where the we staircase. Stand.
1: And we are, I believe, strongly in the owl theory court. I am
0: strongly in the owl theory, yeah. yeah I love definitely. the owl theory. I think it's amazing.
1: I, I would also agree with the owl theory. So the fact that he just kind of throws him down the stairs and dies, um, I don't know how realistic that is. I like it. I did Google it, and it sounds like people do die from falling down the stairs, yeah, so I am kind of wrong. Yeah, I if
0: you fall wrong, you could like break your neck you've kind of the main mm-hmm. way to go and
1: fun stunt fact um falling down the stairs is one of the most painful stunts for a stunt performer to do kind of the low man on the totem pole does it and it's just really hard to pad it in a realistic way you you got to just suck it up and say okay i'm just throwing myself down the stairs and my parents are both stunt performers and i i would remember growing up days that they had stunts like this, where it's one where you just can't really, um, contain or pad the area and you just have to throw yourself into it. And you could tell when someone did a stair fall cause it's Ugh. like they're bruised or there've been different stunts where it's like, they really just go and hurt themselves. And so this, when I saw the guy fall down, well, I was like, I don't think you die from that, but I was like, oh, you're probably sore. But that stuntman is definitely sore. He's <laughs> definitely sore. Day. Yeah.
0: I, mm-hmm. I love this whole like little plot point where the, the guy dies on the stairs and then mm-hmm. he writes on his shirt and sends it down. Oh. The that is one of my favorite parts in this whole movie. It is so good. It's
1: really funny. Um, so he writes on this dead guy's shirt and sends him down the elevator to the rest of the Germans. Yeah. And it says, Now I have a machine gun. Ho 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 And he like writes it in blood, I guess, which I feel like would take a really long time. I
0: also thought that and I was like, it doesn't really look like blood either. Mm -hmm. but like you know we'll suspend our disbelief on this one but that I I honestly forgot watching back how funny this movie is like I feel like there's a lot of humor which Mm -hmm. normally when you talk about Die Hard it's like okay is it a Christmas movie and then the action because the action is amazing but honestly there's there's a lot of funny parts in this movie where I like legitimately laughed out loud
1: yeah I think this was hilarious and I really like that he let them know he was there even though I don't think it was the right decision as far as if you're a cop trying to take people down again i would similarly to how i feel the germans should have reacted to the situation i feel that our buddy bruce should have probably been a little more low-key and just like now he has a machine gun okay let's start taking people out. At yeah i'm a big fan of the sneak attack and this was pretty boisterous you know loud like come get me
0: bitches because and- he's a new york cop that's the oh, yeah. new, new york cops are very into this these big displays and we know that the la
1: cops stay back and don't do much actually <laughs> yeah so so that's what we, maybe, except for al
0: al yeah al is a real one but yeah the rest of them uh... Uh, al i
1: have some questions about but maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll get, get to that i have like a real arc with al so at this point um Bruce gets a walkie talkie and he goes back up to the floor and he knows the channel to communicate, um, with the police force because he is a cop and he uses this walkie talkie he found off of the German to try to reach out and say, Hey, I, I could need, I need some help. You need to send people over here. And I don't really understand why at this point he doesn't just say I'm a cop. I'm trapped here. This is how I knew the channel. You need to send someone over. Um, Because they pretty much laugh him off the line and say, this is a closed line, you need to call 911 if you want to actually get a hold of us, you can't be here. So it seemed like a very obvious opportunity to say, actually, I'm a police officer, that's how I got this line, here's my badge number, please send reinforcements.
0: Yeah, he gets kind of just mad about it when they're like, "What, what are you doing on our line? Which Mm -hmm. I feel like is pretty unprofessional on the emergency response people's end as well. Like, they're literally Mm -hmm. laughing at this guy. And second of all, they're like, this is a closed line. How did you get on here? It's like, well, how would he know? Obviously, he's a cop or something. Mm -hmm. How would he know what frequency you guys are on? Yeah. Like, everyone's a mess in this movie. Maybe it's Christmas. I don't know. Maybe they're having a Christmas party back at, like, the emergency services line like maybe they were also drinking some watered down champagne, like the people at the Nagatomi Plaza party, but Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little bit like come on. Yeah. Come on, so everybody. They should have helped, <laughs> uh, but they
1: didn't. And it makes for a better film. And like, yeah,
0: that would be a really short movie if they just immediately sent people.
1: Yeah, so it's probably better in the long run that they didn't. Um a little annoying, I guess, from Bruce's perspective, which I understand. But I think that uh, the fact that they also don't have cell phones is very helpful. And I don't think you can make a movie like this again, really, because you would just find a phone and call. But yeah. they dramatically cut the power from the building, as we saw for, I guess, parts of the building, but not enough of it um, yeah. for, for the vault. <laughs> so you can't use the I guess a the vault phones. is on
0: a generator, probably, because there's so much money in it.
1: But then they were able to, to shut off the power from the block. Which turned it off, so I'm not sure.
0: We are unclear on the vault there's a specifications. Little, there's a couple plot holes, I think. I feel like maybe when they made this movie, they weren't considering like that people were going to keep watching it. I, I imagine they were like, this would be a fun action movie. Not one that people are watching like 30 years later, almost. And
1: also, people <laughs> watch this over and over again. Every year, it'll be their Christmas movie that they watch once a year. Which... Yeah um is awesome and is super fun and I also feel like we might get a lot of hate maybe we're being too critical
0: <laughs> I mean I feel like we said we like the movie it's just like these are real questions that I think that these are the hard-hitting questions hard he has to answer to. people aren't
1: willing to ask because yeah. they want to seem cool for just loving every second of it there's
0: some we're like serious come on. plot holes sneaky Germans why are you not so sneaky yeah not good Mm -hmm. not good almost as bad as the LAPD in this movie which is absolutely they're embarrassing
1: oh we're gonna jump to Al now I think
0: yeah let's talk about Al I I need to hear your Al arc because I'm I'm an Al fan but
1: okay I have some questions about Al so the movie presents him as a bit of a bumbling cop he like goes to this convenience store he orders donuts he's kind of bumbling around he gets the call he drives over to the building to check it out because of what they heard over the walkie-talkie. They're like, all right, this guy's probably just a joker, but we're going to send in someone just to take a look.
0: He doesn't take a very good look. I no, guess he literally is like across the street. Yeah. And he like looks at the plaza and he's like, oh, it looks fine. It's like, "Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. So if someone's in trouble in a
1: building, you probably need to go into the building a little bit more past the reception area, like through all the halls. Hello, is everyone okay? Things like that would be how I would check on someone to see if they are okay. Al did not do this. And so he goes to leave. And while that's happening, another very dramatic combat scene happens upstairs with Brucie. And again, he takes out one of the Germans because he's a New York cop and he's he gets shit doing done. Doing New
0: York stuff. Doing New
1: York shit. And so he's watching out of this window while the cop, it, or while Al decides, fuck this, it's fine. I'm just gonna leave. And he needs to say, okay, I need to let this cop know. Now he starts throwing a chair at the window. And I thought that one, you have a gun, why not just shoot at, out the window? Great and point. two Yeah, thank you. And two, I thought he was then gonna throw the chair out the window yes yeah i mean we we toronto folks know you cannot be throwing chairs out windows we don't approve of that we do
0: not approve of throwing chairs off balconies
1: chair girl is not invited to our podcast no
0: chair girl we do not condone chair girl at Mm -hmm. all Um, but
1: chair boy trying to notify a cop of a situation we're a little bit more in favor of but he says fuck it and throws the dead body out and like a dead body that guy was
0: pretty big Like, that's going to be pretty heavy.
1: And excellent aim. He landed right on top of Al's cop car.
0: Yeah. It just, it's, he's really trying a little too hard. Like, Bruce, you need to save your strength. You don't need to throw the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then also all the Germans start shooting at
0: the cop car,
1: which I don't know why.
0: They were, I think they thought like they could kill the cop, but it's like, like the police are going to know if you kill a cop pretty quickly. Because, like, would he, would have, he wouldn't have been checking in. Yeah, because you usually, I mean, I'm not a cop, so I don't know. But I feel You're like, not? <laughs> surprise. What? what? I am not an electrician, nor am I a police officer. But I feel like, don't they usually go and check stuff, and then they have to call in that they checked that thing? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Someone would be like, oh, Al was supposed to go check on that stupid building call, and then he just never came back.
1: Yeah, I thought that he had said that it's all good and then went in for a second check and then still left again, but I'd have to go back and review the tapes. Yeah, um, good point. He might have done that. But, and I don't know where this line came from, but um, I wrote down in my notes with no context,
0: just being like, welcome to the party, pal. Oh, and- oh, that's a, yeah, that's a different part. That's when Bruce is... I want to say like crawling through the ducts
1: okay that's too soon then we're gonna go back maybe we can cut this part out but yeah so I said why didn't he say he was a cop over the walkie talkie I wrote using the phrase big time we should start using it
0: big time <laughs> it's a great phrase big time big time yo big time I also so, there's a lot of lines in this movie that I think we could really use in everyday life
1: yeah, just adopt into our at-home, work-from-home, remote situation. Like, <laughs> yippee kaye motherfuckers. Yeah, sitting
0: on a Zoom call, <laughs> yippee ki motherfuckers.
1: Okay, so I think at this point, um, Al realizes there's a problem. I'm actually going to call in for help. At the same time, Bruce decides this is a great time to go into the elevators. Yes. This is not a good plan. No.
0: Right? No. Right? This is a bad plan. This is a really bad plan very bad but it's a very cool action scene
1: yes okay it's very cool to watch someone go into um an elevator and i've never looked around an elevator much other than going in and riding it i feel like it'd be terrifying to be above it and there's just this constant fear of i'm going to get smushed
0: yeah and he's kind of chill about the whole thing like this whole Mm -hmm. time he's very chill like so, so cool as a cucumber, but he's a New York cop. He's just a New, I guess that's just how New York cops are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a little bit unnerving. He might be a sociopath.
1: Hmm. Something um, to keep in mind for films two
0: to five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does he wear shoes? Is he a sociopath? Yeah. Does Al make a return? Are Yo
1: you know what? if they were um, in like a buddy cop film, if the next one was an Al Bruce buddy cop film, that'd be pretty good.
0: I feel like it has to be right. Yeah like- he should
1: he definitely should move to LA to be with his wife and, and children hang out with Al. and become buddy cop with Al.
0: Yeah. He okay must. he needs to.
1: So then they do some running around the building, yada yada. and then he decides that instead of his machine gun, he's going to use his machine gun to wedge between two walls and use the strap of the machine gun to repel himself down the side of the elevator and swing into a duct.
0: Now, is not possible, right?
1: I also wrote, ducks are not better than a machine gun. Yeah. Like, a good defense is a machine gun. A bad defense is almost dying while trying to climb into a duct that also the germans seemed to immediately know exactly which duct he was in which i'm not sure how they did but they like looked out and were like oh brucey is swinging over to a duct and also he abandoned his machine gun let's go shoot up that duct
0: i feel like you could kind of figure it out based on like you could count right so you would know what floor he was on And then based on where you are in the building.
1: I certainly couldn't figure that out.
0: (laughs) We would never pull off a caper like this. This is like very high effort. Yeah. Even for like $600 million or something. Like, no, not worth it. I would crash the holiday party, but I would not terrorize and kill people. I I would definitely eat cake though. Oh, that's a good
1: call. And drink a lot of
0: watered down champagne. (laughs)
1: This sounds like a very good party. If there's a roaring fireplace, like I'm there. Yes. So that's when this point I say it's a wild goose chase. And that's when the line, welcome to the party, pal, comes in.
0: Fantastic line. It's a pretty good party. It's a Christmas Ma- party. That's makes you feel
1: welcome. I assume that's why he says it. Calls you a pal, makes you feel close. And then the next significant line is yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. So very different vibe.
0: He's just pulling out everything. And, like, is this how he talks just in his normal cop life, too?
1: I hope so. Because maybe you... he's allowed to swear in New York.
0: Oh, maybe. Could you imagine you're, like, a robber and some cop comes up to you and, like, punches you in the face and just goes, welcome to the party, pal? Like, <laughs> it would be shocking. <laughs> <It's> so good. <laughs> it's the perfect line. I feel like we skipped a
1: little bit from how we got into the vent to getting punched in the face.
0: It's okay. Some stuff happened. Some action. Yeah. We're
1: going to be leaving a lot of blanks in here. At some points, you might wonder, did they watch the movie? To we which did. I would say, yes, last night.
0: Listen, a lot <laughs> of a lot of it blends together. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of, of
1: action. <laughs> there's a lot of Germans with similar names. They run around. Some similar of them die. Some of them make it. Well, across the board, gorgeous hair.
0: Yeah. they I must all, say. I feel like a bunch of them are also actually like Swedish. So they all kind of mm-hmm. look like hockey players to me. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's just, you know, a Canada thing.
1: As a Canadian, it's a, it's a good vibe. We like that vibe. Yeah.
0: I feel like we actually fit in better with the, the German crew.
1: I mean, Alan Rickman. Come on.
0: Yeah. I'm. I, I, how could you not want to be on Alan Rickman's side?
1: He's just trying to get some money. He, we don't know that he abandoned his wife and children for a job. He might be trying to get some money for his wife and children.
0: And we certainly don't suspect that he hit on a flight attendant on the way. No, no. Which I'm pretty sure he made the eyes. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if Alan Rickman does the footballing thing too. Like if he's taking, oh. he's, like maybe there's a deleted scene somewhere of Alan Rickman taking off his shoes and bawling his feet into the carpet as well. That would be a really good deleted scene. If Quentin Tarantino made this movie, we would have had a lot more feet shots. <laughs> That's all I'm saying.
1: Oh. Oh, a question I wrote multiple times throughout this was, why didn't they leave?
0: <laughs> I thought it was just why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes, why. But... Oh, I also thought that at the very beginning, when there's the holiday party, which I guess we didn't explain that Bruce is in the bathroom, having just come back from a flight, um, told his wife he was in fact in town and would be staying over. And he's tidying up in the bathroom when all of the Germans broke in, which is why he was separated from the group and able to escape. And when he opens up the bathroom door and is looking around and you can see the different points that he could escape to. There's a door that just says "exit" in really big. And I was like, "Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Movie <laughs> over."
0: <laughs> he, he could have just left, ran,
1: got and help. in help,
0: police. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would have
1: probably been my move. But again,
0: you're not a New York cop, Megan. <laughs> not,
1: not today. I'm not. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I might. I don't think we're allowed to go to America right now. But maybe one day. Maybe this is my calling in the interview. I would have left.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What would you do if you were in this situation? Uh, I probably would have left and gone home.
1: Okay, so now Al has gone to get reinforcements, finally. Finally. Um, (laughs) Finally. Um, The cops are so mean and terrible. They really bully him. They're so mean. So the i guess bruce had chucked a german body out of the window and it landed on the car and i guess the sergeant or who's ever in charge says oh it's probably just a stockbroker that got depressed and i was like excuse me yeah that was a very dark joke also terrible assessment of the situation sir (laughs) i think it's very clear that that is not what happened
0: again i th- i really feel like we'd be great cops now <laughs> i i just don't understand the other police in this movie like they're just so mean to al well at this point al becomes
1: suave al which yes he i wrote al is now funny and suave i wrote cool al
0: it's like he has an because... evil twin inside of him that like comes <laughs> yeah. out but the evil twin is very cool
1: yeah he's suave he's got it under control He's chatting up Bruce. He's the one relaying information that everyone's ignoring, but he's the one who has the right handle on the situation. And I thought it was a tad bit unbelievable that we're supposed to see this bumbling cop. And now suddenly he's the one that we're relying on to give us the correct information. I was like, he he's done a terrible job with the situation so far, but now I need to believe that no, no, he's got his shit together and he's gonna get it done. But again, currently cool Al again, Takes a left turn in the future, um, <laughs> but, we'll, but but we'll get back to that. Um, He's doing his best. So Al is now the main point of contact for Bruce, and they're chatting over the walkie talkies. And Bruce decides to just say, uh, "Call me Roy." Yeah. What 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 do you think of the name Roy as a quick code name?
0: I. I was trying to decide, like, is this a reference to something that we just don't get in the year 2020, perhaps? Mm. Um, did I do further research to figure that out? No. I mean, I guess it's an okay code name. I feel like he could have just been, like, call me pal. Like, Ooh. you know, call me homie. Like, there's just, Ooh. there were a lot of options that yeah, I, he didn't really far-
1: explore. As far as code names go, I think I lean in the direction of like Black Hawk or Ooh, like yes. Sabretooth. Like if you're not going to have your own name, I want it to be very clear that that might not actually just be <laughs> your name. So I feel like it should have been very clear uh, to the cops that like this is clearly not my name and I'm not telling you who I am. Whereas Roy, you'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe his name is Roy. And he's like, no, no, bro. I swear, my name's not Roy. No, it's I mean, like, ah, oh, your, your name's probably Roy. Yeah,
0: you just couldn't think of a good nickname. It's fine. Yeah.
1: So I think that uh, whether it's on this podcast or potentially a future one, we're gonna need to come up with some code names as we are now um, action New movie aficionados, <laughs> New York cops. This is just a New York cop buddy podcast. We're just two gal we pals. Are not
0: cops, please do not cancel us. <laughs> We are not, we are not a pro cop podcast, I think we can Ooh, say. Ooh, spicy.
1: Um, well, we are not a pro these cops. We are not, definitely
0: not pro these, maybe Al. These cops. Al, little. I have,
1: I'm not pro Al, I will say. Although he's suave for 10 minutes, overall, I would say I'm not pro Al.
0: The most pro anyone I am in this movie, it's obviously Holly and it's Argyle, the limo driver who we have not even spoken about but by far the coolest person yeah (laughs) i literally
1: thought about that a few seconds ago the fact that i had like pretty much most of my notes were on argyle and we haven't even touched on him yet and i thought okay maybe we just have a separate whole argyle section as this is the hero character he is flawless he is getting to the real stuff he's asking bruce the hard-hitting questions about his marriage up front giving the audience the juicy details
0: we so desire He's just chilling with the, he's the comedic effect as well. mm -hmm. He's chilling in the limo. He's a hero at the end. Like Argyle deserves everything. Yeah,
1: for sure. Oh, okay. So I did have a question and I don't think um, either of us will be able to answer it properly, but hey, maybe maybe one day. Our good friend
0: Wikipedia maybe can.
1: Yeah. So Argyle at some point realizes that he is trapped in his limo in the parking garage. And to that I say... Why not just drive through the gate? Why was that not the immediate first thing that he eventually does? So my main question is, what things can a car drive through and how confident can you be when driving towards a thing that you're going to make it through?
0: I think part of the thing is, so we know Argyle started that job like that day, right? Uh, yeah. So I wonder if maybe he was like hesitant to fuck up his car. Um, I mean, he does drive. One. He does drive
1: into the fake ambulance and fuck up the bad guys on their escape.
0: But then, at that point, he knows, right? Like, he's like, okay, these guys are obviously mm. the—they're obviously the bad guys. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna—I'm gonna be the hero here, take control and of the situation. He
1: truly is.
0: He really is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I wonder. I don't know what he was thinking. Like, I guess he really wanted to be there for his his friend Bruce. So, he was waiting for the okay, right? Because John, sorry, Bruce slash John McClain. Yeah, we, like, can,
1: we can call him John, maybe. <laughs>
0: it's a pretty easy <laughs> name to remember. Yeah. I just like calling him Bruce. Mm-hmm. But, so, he said, like, I will let you know if, like, you should leave my stuff here at the building or, like, if you need to drive me somewhere else because shit goes bad with Holly. So, yeah. I feel like he has a hunch that something has gone wrong when Bruce doesn't come back. Or maybe he's like, ooh, john and holly are at a roaring fireplace in the party i don't know
1: yeah he just for whatever reason he is very committed to his job he doesn't have any other rides to go and give on uh christmas Christmas eve Eve. which which i hope means that the party is then paying him very well because we were told that um even though for some reason holly didn't know if he would show up or not it was in fact her work that sent a limo to get him which is very confusing
0: yeah i I feel like It's all a little weird then again this was like you know pre cell phones and pre Mm -hmm. like a lot of information about flights like it's not like you could Google like flight numbers and stuff
1: but the limo did have a phone so he probably I guess Holly doesn't have a cell phone so it would just be calling her office where she's partying yeah but
0: things to think about some plot holes in the Die Hard remake maybe they can fix these
1: yeah yeah i think that would be good um again i i am rooting for an al john buddy cop film but i have a hunch maybe that it doesn't go that direction (laughs) but maybe it should be argyle and john i don't know i don't know i would like
0: an argyle standalone film
1: ooh a spin-off i did look up his imdb page and he really doesn't do much after this but i was (laughs) i was really hopeful
0: that's such a bummer yeah like I just like the diehard cinematic universe. Probably needs like an Argyle standalone.
1: Yeah, that that would be pretty great. I think he's too old now. Mm. They could de-age him maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Recast
1: <laughs> Recast. Oh, I guess the I only have one fun fact about the movie, and I think that that fun fact is that Frank Sinatra was offered the role. Um, of John McClane first. Frank Sinatra? Yes. So essentially, um, I didn't write this down, which maybe I should have, but essentially he was the lead character in the prequel, which I believe is called The Detective. Mm. And so contractually, he, it was written that he needed to be offered the starring role in the next film whenever that came to be. Now, when it did come up, Um, He was 70, and I guess it's a little bit lucky that he turned down that role, but he was given that option. Wow. So we could have seen this film with Frank Sinatra, and would it have been a better film?
0: 70-year-old Frank Sinatra.
1: Which kind of would have been funny.
0: Honestly, I would have loved that. That would have been amazing. Because I know Bruce Willis also did a lot of the stunts in this movie. Oh, yeah? So... Frank Sinatra you know trying to throw a chair through the window would have been something
1: but yeah I thought Bruce Willis was fantastic in it I didn't realize he was such a good actor and I think he's so relatable where he's not this huge buff action hero like he's kind of this everyday guy who's still pretty fit but he's really killing it he's like taking out Germans contacting the cops like they would have been absolutely screwed if he didn't stumble into that party because we know coke guy was absolutely useless
0: yeah, Alice sucked, um, and also was probably gonna steal Holly away. Though I don't I don't I wanna, think she was
1: fallen for this. I do feel
0: like Holly has higher standards than this. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I mean Bruce Willis is like very impressive in this movie. I feel like every time I watch it I kind of just forget how good he is at like the physical parts of it as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's Really fantastic, and I think that it's made me want to see more movies with him in it because I haven't really seen any. um oh Good news,
0: there's five Die Hard movies. Die are we watching another again? one? I feel like eventually we have to. We'll have to look up what holidays uh, those ones take place near.
1: Are they not all just called Die Harder? <laughs> no,
0: I think there's one called Die Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die or hardest. Something. Die the hardest.
1: Ooh, I do have a question, which I was going to leave to the end. But why is it called Die Hard? I have no clue. Okay.
0: I don't (laughs) don't think there's any real explanation. They never say Die Hard.
1: Yeah, I thought there was going to be a dramatic one-liner.
0: No, there's nothing. Absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing.
1: Maybe that's what we should have Googled before this.
0: (laughs) But maybe we can come up with our own reason. Like, it's maybe like a play on Try Hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, someone wrote on Reddit, a diehard is someone who won't quit and also won't die easily. So literally Ooh. like a tryhard.
1: Yeah, so you were right. I kind of
0: guessed it.
1: Yeah. Well, those are all pretty accurate. I take it back. Excellent naming. Very accurate. <laughs>
0: Just because I was able to guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm now all for it.
0: <laughs> we're all in on diehard.
1: So um, at this point, because we keep bouncing around a bit. So if you're somehow following this, bless you, you are um, (laughs) (laughs) unbelievable at keeping track. But we get Snape who ends up going upstairs to try to figure out where uh, John is and they bump into each other. And in the most brilliant acting role, he pretends to be one of the escaped um hostages
0: this is such a good moment it's I so great love it so much It's maybe my favorite moment yeah and it i was reading a thing about this as well that basically said that like when they are filming this like i think it was that bruce willis didn't know that alan rickman was gonna like do this and like jump into the american accent so it ended up being like an ad-libbed scene
1: really yeah oh my god that's amazing and also how dare they not write that in that's that seems like a like an obvious play but fantastic and i like it even more now that he came up with it himself yeah and he did a pretty good good. accent yeah he did
0: a great job doing the accent and Mm -hmm. just like the way that they interact too it's like a cat Mm -hmm. and mouse game is so good and i feel like that's part of the reason why hans gruber is such a good villain because like he, he is actually really smart, and, like, mm-hmm. you know, he's smart, and then John McClane is a little bit smarter, you know? He gives him the gun, but he doesn't give him the bullets, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, was, just, that was sweet. Yeah, because you're kind of like, what are you doing, John? And then, obviously, that would have been a very short movie again if Hans Gruber had just shot him there.
1: Yeah. I mean, would it have been that short? I feel like at this point there was still an hour left, but...
0: It's think kind it, of a long action movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at some point I had paused it to be like, how how much longer is it? And there was still an hour and I was like, I felt like so much had happened. And I guess because they're contained to this building and that at any point you think the cops are going to come in and shut everything down and save everyone, you think that at any point it could suddenly end. But again, the cops essentially do nothing and it just keeps going and going and going. Um, so at this point, when, um, Hans realizes that there's no bullets in the gun, luckily he has some backup. Um, some Slytherin friends come in and start shooting at, at Bruce. Sorry. Yeah. Bruce. And there's like the most dramatic kneecap. Oh my God. Which is like one of the best parts of the movie I was, like, I winced. I was, like, man, that kneecap close-up of them just, like, bursting apart. And then he goes headfirst through the window. And all I wrote was, like, the money spent on that kneecap close-up. Like,
0: wild. There's there's actually a lot of really good cinematography in this movie. mm -hmm. Like, surprisingly. um, There's that scene. There's another scene later on, too, where it's kind of similar where the camera is. It's Al and... um, one of the FBI agents and it's like focused on the FBI agent and then Al starts talking and the focus shifts to Al but the shot doesn't change like there's a lot of really cool shots in this movie
1: yeah I feel like it it was great I love that scene I think it's very hard especially at the time to get like those really gory shots that look realistic and I thought that that was like a really fantastic one and I thought it was really funny that they chose to do it with like, some random like villain's kneecaps. They were like, OK, this is what we're going to really Let's zoom up on. on. <laughs> we're going to put the big bucks into the kneecaps.
0: The kneecaps and the explosions <laughs> are what they put all the money into here.
1: Yeah, it was really good. And then it took me a second uh, when they decided to shoot at the glass that uh, in the room that Bruce was hiding between. And I'm like, oh, why are you wasting all your bullets? And then it becomes very clear that, oh, OK, because that guy bruce was sitting next to on the plane told him to take off his shoes and now he's barefoot shoe man (laughs) um hans our evil all-star correctly realizes that let's make this guy walk on some glass and really fuck up his feet so he then has to run through the glass to escape really fucks up his feet and now just kind of has to hobble his way through the rest of this film and does a spectacular job but it looks so painful pulling the glass out
0: yeah it's it's wild and like the way that they did him like running over the glass was that he was wearing fake rubber feet Mm -hmm. so that he could actually run on the glass too so I feel like just the use of like practical effects is pretty awesome Mm -hmm. and then even just like you know I, as stated earlier, I really hate feet and the idea of having glass stuck in your feet is just so gnarly. Yeah. And then the added issue of, like, now everywhere that he walks, he's going to be leaving, like, trails of blood. hmm Like, it's just absolutely next level. Next yeah. level disgusting. So, at this
1: point, we have the FBI outside. <clears throat> oh, my God. Johnson Sorry. and Johnson. <clears throat> yeah yeah
0: what just
1: just the worst why at this point they have seen like part of the building pretty much explode they see gunshots and um they see that the germans have an actual rocket launcher and they're like no no stay back like we need to give them some more time and we're just waiting and i don't understand what we're waiting for and then I also had a question if Crunchy had sponsored the yes. movie. Yes!
0: What was up with that? Why, of all of the chocolate bars, mm-hmm. would he grab a Crunchy?
1: Oh, I mean, Crunchies are great. I, I do not agree with that take. Really? Yeah! That would be like,
0: if I, if there were probably like, what, ten different chocolate bars in there, that would probably be like the ninth one I would grab.
1: Ooh. What's your favorite chocolate bar?
0: I mean does like a Reese's cup count?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that is the king of the chocolate bars. At I, least at least we agree.
0: Yeah, like I would go like Reese's. Like I love a good Mars bar.
1: Okay, I like crunchy.
0: I just I don't I think I don't like really hard chocolate. Mm. You know? I don't like that texture maybe.
1: Okay, I like I like I like the texture. Is I guess is all my deep chocolate bar analysis is well, so, I like it.
0: so is that man who steals one.
1: Yeah, I like a crunchy texture, but I don't like nuts in my chocolate bars.
0: Oh, see, I'm a big nut fan. Mm, yeah, I would go for a nutty bar. I well, at least one- we
1: can split a Reese together. Yeah,
0: we could split a Reese while we're terrorizing Nagatomi Plaza.
1: Now, I did learn that I think three Reese's in a pack is a very Canadian thing and they don't have that in America. I think they just have two or four. What? Yeah.
0: I'm going to need confirmation. If anyone in America listens to this, please let us know. <laughs> no, I I feel like that's the thing. Or not. I think
1: Canadians don't want to share. So they gave us very unshareable Reese's.
0: I mean, you could share with like If you had three friends, but.
1: But if there's two of you, shit's going to go down. It's true. Yeah.
0: I was wondering, like, I mean, that guy's priorities are a little hilarious that he grabs a chocolate bar. And then I thought maybe he was just, like, having low blood sugar.
1: Yeah. You know, you're running around all day like, you don't have access to food. You're trying to... There's the FBI outside. There's some crazy man with a machine gun who I guess gave up his, his machine gun, but he's running around inside. Um, why not, you know, get a little... A little, stress, ener, little, a little energy neck. spike. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good, but it did make me wonder if they sponsored the film and and that's how they got in. But, but that row of chocolate bars, there were quite a few.
0: Yeah, and like... He didn't share with any of his friends either. Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't, like, radioing Hans. Like, yo, Hans, do you need a snack? I guess Hans ate the cake earlier, so maybe he was doing okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they should have definitely eaten before they came in. I feel um, like that's,
0: like, step one if you're gonna try and rob something is, like, make sure you have a hearty meal.
1: Mm-hmm. Make
0: sure you're, like, well hydrated. Like, I didn't see one person drink any water through this whole movie.
1: Oh, that's a good point.
0: Like, y'all are going to get cramps Mm -hmm. from being dehydrated. Like, you guys should really be, you know, munching on some bananas, like getting those electrolytes Mm. in. Mm -hmm. Just seems like this whole heist was very high activity level. That's true. And also, I can't
1: speak to any of the actors or thieves who might be listening, Um (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> the number one podcast with, for, uh, for thieves, for thieves.
1: <laughs> if you need some help Theven, uh we have some ideas now if i don't eat i feel like this was very classic of me like if i'm stressed and i'm studying for an exam i i wouldn't eat before because i'd feel like a little sick and nervous and then like in a dead silent room It's like your stomach is growling so loud and everyone around you can hear. And again, we learned that these Germans are not the sneakiest. They didn't go with the stealth route. But I feel like, you know, you're hiding in a vent or you're trying to sneak around a building. You don't want a grumbly tummy to draw attention to you.
0: It's a good point. It's a really good point. Thank you. I feel like people really don't think about this. You know, this is why we would potentially make excellent thieves. (laughs) We (laughs) We would be well fed. We just eat a lot before. (laughs) We We get sleepy from all the food. (laughs) We would would obviously take a power nap beforehand.
1: Yeah. I took a power nap before this podcast.
0: (laughs) If I were one of the hostages, I would definitely be power napping. (laughs)
1: Let's talk about this piece of shit reporter.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Oh,
1: my God. If anyone deserves to get, like, absolutely thrown out of a window, it is this man.
0: How, like, was it like this in the 80s? No, right? I, I don't know.
1: know. No no one interviews me or my family, so I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's so scummy. He shows up at the, the McLean house. And busts in, threatening the nanny with yeah. getting her deported. Yeah. Which is insanely aggressive. Like, my man, you could at least toss her some money. You know, like, like you least bribe her.
1: Say, I am so sorry for bothering you at this very late hour on Christmas Eve, when both of your parents are in detrimental danger, by the way. Um, but I need you to cry on camera for us and announce to the world who you are.
0: Also, like, these kids are pretty young and I just, I feel like any time there's children on, like, a news special, like, they never say anything of substance anyways. Yeah. So, what are you really gonna get from this?
1: But very cute haircuts. Very cute. Nice bowl. Very cute. Nice bowl cut. We love the bowl
0: cut. Yeah. I'm gonna get a bowl cut after quarantine.
1: I hope that we can bring the bowl cut back. Like, I personally won't commit to this trend, but I, I really want to see it for other people.
0: I have him wanting a haircut, so if there's like time.
1: A, if there's, like, a vase, maybe I'll do the vase cut. <laughs> vase cut. Yeah, have that's, it be a little longer. I don't mind it being flat at the bottom.
0: That's the evolution of the bowl cut is the vase yeah, cut. Yeah, the
1: vase cut. You can't tell it's a vase cut.
0: Um, <laughs> I feel like, how would you find a vase that fits over your head? Aren't they usually pretty skinny at the top?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't actually. I learned very recently uh, that we don't really have a vase in this household. Uh, I had some friends drop off flowers, uh, oh. which was just super nice of them. They were just like, I recently moved, and two of our friends during COVID they dropped off some wine and rose, like long stem roses for oh us. Oh my
0: goodness! And
1: I was like, Oh enchanté. You
0: were like, like do you were roaring
1: fireplaces as yes, well. Yes, I, I was like, thank in. you. Yeah. And we didn't really have anywhere to put them. So I had to cut them down way shorter for a small vase that we have. Um, but uh, I guess this leads me to say that I guess I cannot have the vase cut of my dreams.
0: Well, maybe we can take up pottery next year and we'll Ooh. make a vase that will fit over your head.
1: I wrote um, that this movie seems very much like an ode to the working man and like these big FBI agents and like these higher ups who are like running the office. Like we see one of the higher up office workers, that terrible guy, the Coke guy. Ellis. Yeah. He fails. Um, you know, when we see the electrician who like, he's kind of one of the working men who keeps saying like, no, I can do this. No problem. We see his supervisor saying, no, it can't be done. And like the FBI are arguing. And it seems like all of the the little guys are the ones who actually, are doing the hard hitting work and are getting shit done and are taking care of business. And so I just like that for the movie. I just liked that. I didn't A love all the, all the incompetence, but yeah. I liked I like that like our heroes are the limo driver, that random electrician, um, I guess, Bruce.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's like third or fourth, though.
1: Yeah. So um, we go to the building is like exploding pretty much and
0: there's a big explosion
1: i feel like we skipped so many things but my next note is about how poorly tired tied this like fire
0: hose knot is oh my god it looks so unsafe it's like
1: the kind of knot i would do it's it's just what you would do to like start tying your shoes but then there are more knots you need to do after that yeah because as we know double knot as we know that will not keep your shoe tied
0: no. You need
1: so many more knots. And he doesn't even hold it. And he's swinging around in the air and he for sure would have died.
0: Oh, yeah. There's no way this would have worked.
1: He just, like, precariously swings from things that you should not swing from.
0: Well, and and he does some... almost die because he jumps. And then the spool
1: that the oh, hose yeah, yeah, was yeah. on, like, yeah
0: detaches. Yeah. And it's like, how did that knot? You know how? How did you not think of that? I get it though. Like he didn't really have a lot of choices there. Yeah. And he even says like, "Oh, I'm probably gonna die," which like we know he's not going to because, as discussed, there are five Die Hard movies. But yeah. <laughs> I also have a note because I think right before this he, or not like yeah. Right I feel this, like
1: I missed a chunk of like all of the alan rickmans of the world going and stealing all of their explosives back and putting them around on the roof and then him needing to go up and get everyone down
0: you all know what happens you've seen the movie
1: i certainly hope so because if this is where you're getting your diehard facts from this is not the place
0: unless the fact is that they say christmas 18 times and (laughs) about frank sinatra (laughs)
1: I mean I watched it last night and my guess was that they said Christmas zero times.
0: <laughs> um, but I thought it was very funny that like he finally heaving John Clayton finally swallows his pride when he's like literally dying. This is how you get a man to apologize. He needs to be on the brink of death and then he <laughs> will finally swallow his pride and say maybe I was wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: I do have a note that he horse gallops on his glass feet and gets (laughs) shot twice. He Um, gets shot
0: a lot of times.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, is this the part where he goes to save his wife?
0: Yes. Oh, okay. He has, like, taken her.
1: Yeah. So, the terrible reporter announces to the world that they are married and these are their children. So, he figures out who, um... Bruce's wife is, and decides to take her as a hostage and shimmies her up, uh, to a new floor where Bruce goes to try to save her and does so in a pretty fucking epic way. Now I will say he has his, his gun, but then he also has another gun, like duct taped to the <laughs> middle of his back. Yeah. Which, how did he do that? And where did he find tape?
0: Yeah, he must be really, really double jointed to be able to do that.
1: And he is so sweaty and bloody. Like, yeah. how would how would that and tape dirty. stick? There's yeah. no way.
0: There's absolutely yeah. no way this is possible. I imagine, like, because it's an office, he probably just, like, stole the tape from someone's desk.
1: So I was thinking if you were to um, kind of flip the ends of the tape, I'm not going to be able to describe this well enough for a podcast, but you stick it to a wall so that the sticky side is facing out.
0: Okay. Yeah. And you put it in an
1: X and then you try to hold, you try (laughs) to hold the gun um, as onto your back with both of your hands. And then you kind of back up (laughs) into the wall with the tape and just like roll your back from side to side to see if it'll stick to you.
0: We need and a then, deleted scene of how we did this, I'm going to be honest.
1: I'm, I'm going to need some more information about how he got this stuck to his back. And also, he needed to never turn so that no one could see that it yeah, was there. He
0: must, how do you walk without anyone noticing? And what if he had walked and like, he knocked the gun and it just fell off too? There's <laughs> a lot of room for really, error here.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is a very poorly executed plan.
0: I mean, it works, so it, it was executed okay this time, but...
1: I guess that's true, yeah. If anyone... you, imme- you immediately proved me wrong. Yeah, you're right. You're 100% right.
0: If anyone's, like, on TikTok and can start, like, a diehard taping a gun to your back challenge, maybe... Um...
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> ha- have all the maybe youths find a gun <laughs> and tape gun. it to your back. Water gun. Okay, Water gun else? youths. Water gun. Yeah,
0: maybe, or like a banana, I don't know. It doesn't have to be a gun. Ooh, I like the banana one. Something. That's an wholesome. Object, an object to your back, and then you can unholster it quickly in dire situations.
1: Yes, but you need to put some water on your back first, because, you know, that's, I feel like key element of this is he was sweaty and bloody, and I do not believe that this is realistic.
0: Yeah, probably, like, go run like a marathon and then <laughs> this <laughs>
1: casually get shot at a few times have have your loved one being held hostage yeah um so i wrote excellent shooting bruce still the cowboy
0: oh yes ooh-choo, ooh-choo.
1: nice yeah nice nice and so then um
0: what's his wife's name again holly
1: holly christmas
0: oh. it's another christmas reference this you know, is such a, a christmas movie. such a
1: christmas movie Snape is hanging out of the window and holding onto Holly's arm and he's grabbed her by her very fancy Rolex watch that we learned that she got earlier at the Christmas party and it shows her big corporate lifestyle and uh they need to unclip it so that his hand slides off and ta-ta Snape which I'm so sad about um but Holly's able to then stay and I have a few questions about do you get back together with the guy if he dramatically saves your life? Because I feel no.
0: I mean, there's a couple things here. Number one, <laughs> like, I feel pretty gross when I get off a plane normally. Mm-hmm. Like, I would want to shower after immediately getting off the plane. Mm-hmm. So to not shower after getting off a plane and then spending all this time doing all this crazy New York cop terrorist shit. Like he's very gross. He and,
1: did clean himself off in the bathroom. Is that a good enough shower?
0: No, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, I just he's kind of gross and I feel like I'd be <laughs> like, listen, we'll talk we need to talk about some stuff at home and also I really need you to take a shower.
1: One man's gross is another man's sexy, you know,
0: true. but he I, just I, saved
1: you in a very rugged way, and I know I it said was no, very rugged. But I do see the other side.
0: I think the bigger issue here is like, listen. If I'm Holly, I'm like John. I'm a career woman, like, and you clearly are intimidated by me, Jonathan. Jonathan <laughs> McLean. That must be his full name, right? Jonathan, Jonathan Rory McLean. McLean. <laughs> you need to respect me as a career woman and not be intimidated by my success. Yeah. And move your ass home, bitch. Yeah, like, is this whole film... Maybe, like, this whole thing is, like, a a dream sequence of John's. And, like, he needs to, like, act out this whole thing of, like, saving Holly so that he can prove that he's, like, just as good as her. You know what I mean? Yeah, but is he... Cause no, he Holly's can, way better. <laughs> Holly's way too good for him.
1: Because he probably should have just told the very first line when he was on the walkie-talkie, being like, hey, I'm a cop. You're going to need to send down some serious fucking reinforcements. <laughs> I feel like we skipped the part where they did get into the vault.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do get they, into the vault.
1: They were successful. They they just drilled through it. They didn't need a code.
0: Yeah, <laughs> The whole code thing is so out of left field and unnecessary.
1: I would have loved them to have needed a very complicated code and it to have like been a series of trials.
0: I would have loved them to have needed a code and the code was like one, two, three, four.
1: <laughs> <laughs> very true. So um, after uh, we see Alan Rickman fall and die, um, we shoot back down to the ground and we see one of the germans running outside shooting and al runs up and we learn that through his casual walkie-talkie conversation with brucey he says that he shot a child and that's why he was nervous to to use his gun again
0: and i thought who the fuck gave him a gun again <laughs> this is the most realistic part of the whole movie is that there's a police officer that shot a child yeah. And I wrote, Damn Al, I don't like you anymore.
1: And so that is my full arc with Al, where <laughs> I thought, you're a bit of a bumbling cop to use you're pretty suave and smooth too. Damn. And I wrote, Al loves shooting adults and definitely does not like shooting children. And <laughs> was hope. very sad about it, we hope. It's- and yeah, that's
0: kind of all everything I have for this movie. Yeah, I mean Argyle. Also, then drives them home, I guess. Like, I'm like, Bruce definitely needs to go to the hospital. Like. Oh, yeah. Immediately. I don't understand why he doesn't go into an ambulance.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good point. He definitely should have gone immediately to the hospital.
0: He needs um, medical attention.
1: but And also probably has to give, like, real statements to the police. And <laughs> there's probably, like, a pretty thorough investigation.
0: You know, we don't want to deal with the, uh, the paperwork. <laughs> I guess, in the movie, so instead yeah. he just goes with Argyle into the beat-up limo.
1: Yeah, Argyle is truly the hero. Do you want to rank some of the characters?
0: Yes, so yeah. badly. Should we do it out of ten? Sure. Or should we just tier them? Maybe tier them. Argyle's okay. the best. Let's do, yeah, it's one through five. One is the best, five is the worst. Okay. Yeah, so, Argyle is like god tier, number one. Yeah,
1: he's so funny. He's so great and so wholesome and just the most helpful. And he asks the hard-hitting questions. He's the comic relief. He's a goddamn hero when he crashes the car and punches a guy and doesn't give the the villains a way to escape.
0: Yeah, and he then really he, saves everyone.
1: Yeah, and then he dramatically busts through um, the parking garage and then even drives everyone home at the end of the day. Like, professional, efficient, like... Above and beyond service. No Uber driver is going to wait to see if you get laid. Like, absolutely Seriously. not. They'll will, steal your shit and drive away.
0: I will say the only thing that I'm like, Argyle, is like, he was definitely drinking in the car. <laughs> in the fucking garage. Because <laughs> he opened, like, a bottle of Hennessy or something. Which, like... But you know what? It's
1: party o'clock, baby. It, it, I get it's it. Christmas, it's Eve. Christmas Eve.
0: He didn't get invited to the Christmas party. I hope that they at least like grabbed him a piece of cake or something. Because he's probably pretty hungry.
1: I hope he gets the most outrageous tip. And yeah. I hope he's um, the driver in the future. Like when he, I hope he's just like a part of the film still.
0: He's in the lore.
1: Yeah. I hope it's, it's not just this movie
0: yeah what do you think of holly
1: i love holly i think she's great i think she kind of has her shit together with the situation she's an absolute baller she changed her last name and and gave a big f you to john and didn't stand for him throwing a hissy fit about it and yeah it kind of seems like she went back to him at the end but i get it you know you've been through something traumatic um but yeah i feel like john needs to kind of get his shit together but i would definitely tear her uh, pretty high as well
0: yeah I feel like I would put her in like the second highest tier yeah we stand a petty queen
1: oh yeah that was pretty great
0: yeah fantastic
1: oh Alan Rickman I'd also put probably second tier I don't know if anyone can touch Argyle but he's like fantastic yes. I don't know what roles he had before this film
0: um but much- is this like
1: is this his breakout role?
0: This was his first like film role, at least in like a big studio movie. Other than this, mm-hmm. he was kind of like a stage actor in England.
1: Oh, yeah, he, he's fantastic. I think he does such an amazing job. And I think he's by far the highlight. And I think is why I feel through this discussion. We're a little bit on the German side. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were just pretty great.
0: They were very fun.
1: Yeah, like, and they were like, bring it on, FBI. We, we want you to come here. We're going to fuck up your helicopters. And it's like, what?
0: And like, like, I like watching people who are having fun. I just yeah. feel like the Germans, they were having a good time.
1: And he was so sneaky pretending to be one of American. the Americans. Yeah. I love that. John could have been a little sneakier.
0: Yeah. OK, yeah. how do we rank John?
1: He's still pretty great. He is the main character. Um, I, <laughs> He's
0: the main character. We're talking which, about him
1: fourth. <laughs> which, to be honest, I think the main character in most books and most movies is not my favorite character. I, I kind of, I like the, the spicy sidekick, the funny friend. And normally the main character is the one that really has to drive the plot and kind of get a lot of the basics out of the way. And the other characters have a little bit more room to be fun. Now, he was still very fun. Um, he's probably maybe second or third tier for me. Again, definitely not first. I don't know if anyone else would be first.
0: Maybe the guy who stole the chocolate bar.
1: I mean, that's pretty funny.
0: It was relatable.
1: It was pretty relatable. <laughs> the news reporter is the last. Oh, yeah. Oh. News
0: reporter is bottom tier.
1: Yeah. Same with pot guy. Sorry. Oh, Coke yeah. guy.
0: Ellis is bottom Alice. tier. Yeah. Um... Kind of everyone else blends in the middle to me. Al's probably like third tier.
1: Yeah, I feel like everyone really loves Al and I feel like I was a downer. But I feel like he took a bit of a roller coaster for me.
0: Now that when like hearing you talk about it, his character, I think the problem is that, yeah, like the writing is not super consistent. I, I'm not sure how many rewrites this movie went through, but maybe that was part of it. Maybe they just kept rewriting his parts. Because, like, it does seem very choppy. Like, he... And not that he's going through, like, a hero journey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But more just, like, he's one way and then he's another way and then he's another way. And it does feel a little bit like some of the side plots with Al were kind of, like, just shoehorned in there.
1: When yeah. they need to be. Yeah, I definitely agree. He feels like he's the bumbling idiot cop to the suave, cool cop to the to the cop with like this dramatic, um, jaded past. And a person can definitely be layered and have a lot of different parts about themselves. But I think in this role and in movies like this, people typically stick to their, to their archetype. And I kind of wish that he wasn't so many different things. And if you're going to give him that really dramatic past, like make it more, Make it yeah. more of a story and, and tell it a little bit more. And I know that it had a bit of a conclusion where he's able to pull out a gun again and he's able to to shoot down the bad guy. But there were so many other cops there. Like, it kind of would have <laughs> gotten done, maybe. I mean, the FBI was pretty useless. But I feel like it wasn't, like, his standing moment and that someone else could have easily filled that role as well. So it's like, I just don't know why that was necessary to bring up at all.
0: Yeah, they probably could have just cut that out. I. Especially because, like, the other cops don't really... Like, it's not like they're teasing him about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, no one else really mentions it other than him.
1: I also feel like if you were in that situation, you would have a partner. You wouldn't be alone on the job. I
0: also felt like that. I was like, so I feel like
1: if he had had a partner and one, and he had either played, like, the goofy cop and there was a more serious one who was like, no, we got to get this done. I don't know. I feel like... Um, a lot of people might not agree with that, and that's okay, and they, they probably have better opinions. <laughs> Maybe so. they've
0: seen the other five Die Hard movies.
1: Yeah, yeah. We so. have not. So. If you disagree, I you could probably convince me otherwise.
0: Oh, I did find something very funny. Okay. Which is that someone had tweeted Charlize Theron and said, you need to make a lesbian Die Hard remake. Whoa. Where Charlize Theron would be the John McClane character who's, like, a cop coming, to, coming home to her wife and then, like, a similar situation comes up. Is and she a bad wife in this? I guess she would kind of have to be. I, I feel like they could probably write it to make it a little bit different so it's not, you know, exactly the same movie but with women. But I love this idea so much.
1: I'm down for any new... Hilar- like I love this movie. I I didn't know if I would like it. I think it got a lot of hype. And I think when movies get so much hype and you go into it, your expectations are too high. So I feel like I was ready to be let down. And I think with a lot of these really big action movies, like the stunts are first, which is great. Um, but I think a lot of the time the plot isn't necessarily thought of so much. Um, But I really enjoyed it. And since it was done so long ago, I think a remake would be pretty fun. And I, I would worry that it would get criticized no matter how good it is, just because of how obsessed with this movie um, the world seems to be. And so I think that you're kind of setting yourself up for criticism, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a reason not to do it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm all in. If the, if Charlize Theron, which she did say she would do it, um, wants to make a lesbian diehard, I'm all in. Oh, I have a I have a fun question, actually. Let me pull up the Die Hard wiki so we can go through this. But what do you think the budget of this movie was? Um... What year was
1: it filmed again? 1988. Man, I am... Guessing there are a lot of explosions like they're like John throws down these explosions and like a whole floor looks like it's exploding. And the FBI don't do anything about it. They have helicopters that are on fire. They're swinging out of windows. There's a lot of stunts. There's a lot of blood. And we got to consider that kneecap budget. That kneecap you know? budget. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't even I feel like today but I guess there's a lot more CGI, which is expensive. Yeah, there there was, was,
0: everything was basically practical. Like they yeah. actually blew up a floor of the building. That kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um,
1: I'm gonna throw out forty million.
0: Close. It was twenty-five to thirty-five million in 1988 money.
1: How is that? How is there not a specific number? What do you? What do you mean, twenty-five to thirty-five? Listen,
0: maybe someone's fucking with the Wikipedia page.
1: <laughs> maybe someone's uh, fucking with the budget. They're like, <laughs> maybe we spent this much and pocketing some. Yeah, that is a broad. Uh, that's a broad range. That's a big number. <laughs> do you want to guess what it made at the box office? Oh, these are not helpful questions. Okay, I guess forty, but it was. Twenty-five, do I get a range then?
0: Yes. I mean yeah, you can how, guess a range. How how
1: broad of a range. Okay, I do feel like everyone is completely obsessed with this movie and watches it over and over and over again. Um so I'm gonna say like a hundred million.
0: 139.8 to 141.5. What?
1: I meant a hundred to a hundred and thirty-ish.
0: It's a lot.
1: That is a lot.
0: It's also in the Library of Congress um, National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant.
1: Oh. Which. Why?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we've already talked about, you know, Argyle and how petty Holly is. I feel like that's why.
1: Pretty iconic.
0: The film Congress is like, we put petty people in here only.
1: Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like the historical significance of why I don't I guess I don't know much about this or why movies would be in there or not be in there. Um, But yeah, everyone, I feel like this is everyone's favorite movie. How do you know what it what it got on Rotten Tomatoes?
0: I think it's pretty high. It also had four nominations at the Academy Awards in 1988.
1: I feel like especially in 1988, this movie must have been fantastic. Like, the fact that it holds up today as yeah, far as... it looks
0: really good. It though. looks
1: unbelievable. The effects and the stunts that are going on in it, like, are the quality that you would see today.
0: Um, It has a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, that's not surprising.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a great movie.
1: So, I think, you know, maybe you and I would have done a few things differently if we happened to be in certain characters shoes but the way things played out were super entertaining there were lots of comic relief moments there were some really fun stunts and a lot of elevator jumping and yeah i just thought it was a really great film and a really fun way to start this action film adventure
0: we do have to pick the next movie
1: I think you're probably picking the next few would be my, the very least of my Oh, I was going to
0: suggest that you should pick the next one because I picked this one.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't even know like, what good action movies there are. I haven't seen... I, I would be down to watch A Mission Impossible. A Mission Impossible? Um, I Yeah. I have been told by the parental units that um, I need to watch one. My dad is currently working on Mission Impossible 7. And I have seen none of them. And therefore, um, I am a disappointment. So, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Why don't we start at number
0: one? I feel like that's the...
1: Yeah, no, I want to start at number one. I want to understand a little bit more about what's happening in it. So I, I would be down to watch that.
0: All right, let's do Mission Impossible for podcast number two.
1: Is it, is it just called Mission Impossible? Yes. Is it like Miss, Mission Impossible live harder
0: i think it's just mission impossible
1: okay yeah i'd be down to watch that
0: do we want to quickly go over what the other die hard films are
1: oh yeah yeah i want to know each of the titles
0: okay so die hard 2
1: okay disappointing should have been called die harder
0: die hard with a vengeance um live free or die hard and a good day to die hard you know,
1: I can't say they're the best movie titles, but the movie was good.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering how the five of them rank. We'll have to hear them once we get there. Mm Hmm. However, definitely. Yeah. Let's not watch Die Hard 2 next because I think we should uh, wet the whistle with some other action movies before returning to our friend Bruce here. Yeah, should we
1: do like the, I feel like so many action movies are sequences where there's like seven or eight of them. And let's try to watch the first one of a lot of different, um, a lot of different ones. And then we can come back and say like, these are our favorites.
0: I agree. Mm-hmm. We eventually have to watch Point Break, which is my favorite action movie.
1: I've never even heard of it. It is. A oh, Wild Ride. Wait, wait. My favorite action movie is Batman and Robin.
0: Oh, we have to watch Batman and So we
1: also have to watch that one. The cinematic masterpiece. My favorite movie as a child. Um, Robin was like my absolute hero. Um, Is is Chris Chris
0: O'Donnell Robin in that one?
1: Yes. Chris O'Donnell. Oh, man. (laughs) I was in love as a child. And, you know, I'm not as in love as an adult, but... um, You know, I thought he was great. He is an actual acrobat. He is is talented AF. He rides a motorcycle. Batman's just rich. But you know, come for me. Come for me, Batfolk.
0: I'm super excited to eventually watch Batman and Robin just to talk about the nipple suit.
1: Oh, you need nipples on your suit. (laughs) It looks weird. If
0: you're not nippling, what are you doing? (laughs) What's the point? Thanks so much for listening, if you made it this far. You, you a real one. <laughs> you, you seriously deserve all of the good things in life. All of the watered-down champagne and all of the cake stolen from the Christmas party that John McClane crashed. We hope that your employers this year give you a Rolex. And copious amounts of cocaine that your boss is okay with you doing it at their desk. Why not? It's 1988, baby. Next time we'll be covering Mission Impossible. So stay tuned for that.
1: We have socials.
0: Oh, follow our socials. (laughs) At ExplosionsPod on Twitter and Instagram. That's all. Remember, cool girls do look at explosions. Good night.